Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the ball rolling. Just here for the beer. What am I drinking tonight? Well, once again, you guys spoke for the first time in a couple weeks now. And tonight I'm drinking the Young American Pale Ale by Bald Man Brewing Company. Uh, Bald Man Brewing Company is located down in Egan, Minnesota, right off of uh, Silver Bell Road. Um, an interesting beer, to say the least. First and foremost, uh, for those that have uh, been listening in the past, um, I like to differentiate. This is um, a lighter and a light beer, so I like it as something to kind of drink now in the summertime when you're out and by the beach. Um, but truthfully, I'm not quite there. I like to think with me doing this, I'm kind of a beer connoisseur. But for me, I'm getting a little too much of a weedy or like a Cascade hop flavor. Um, I don't think it's terrible. It's personally... Um, not, not a favorite of mine. It is, uh, 5.1 APB. So like I said, definitely on the lighter side and easy to drink, but personally, um, not my favorite, but like we've, um, talked about earlier in earlier episodes, uh, I've told you guys we have a strict no wasting alcohol, uh, rule in my house. So we're going to continue on. <laughs> um, so before I, uh, came on here, I didn't really think I had ever been to this brewery, but the more I thought about it, I'm almost positive my dad and I checked out this place right after I turned 21, so about eight or nine years ago. Don't do that math. <laughs> um, but I'm sure a lot of it has changed, so um, for those that are interested, go check this place out. Um, I've looked at some of the uh, pictures. Some of it actually does look familiar, and some doesn't, so if you check out their website, you can actually go on there and they have a, uh, a selection like a lot of the these other breweries and they have a calendar that'll tell you what food food trucks are coming and when what local musicians will be performing um, as well which is pretty awesome um, and their website is also the place to go to order your tickets for such events such as when GB Lighten is performing there on July 9th and their 70s um, Magic Magic Sunshine Band the following night on July 10th. So go check out their website. It's baldmanbrewery.com. And you can also find them on Twitter as well. Right now their hours of operation are 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mondays through Wednesdays. Thursdays 3 to 11. Fridays noon to 11. Saturdays 11 to 11. And Sundays 11 to 10. Hope to see you guys there and can't wait to hear what your favorite beer of theirs is your is your favorite. <laughs> I think I just said favorite twice. So anyways, Goldie's locker room talk. So for the men's uh, hockey team, we actually have some news. Just yesterday it was announced that goaltender Jack LaFontaine would carry on his season of trophies as he won the men's 2021 Big Ten Medal of Honor. The Big Ten Medal of Honor is awarded annually to the top female and male student athletes at each conference institution. LaFontaine's win also marks the men's program's, uh, sorry, 
or the men's hockey program's rather first award since 2015 when current Minnesota Wild center Kyle Rau earned the program's first nod since 1979. Jack LaFontaine now stands as the 11th Gophers men's hockey player to be recognized uh, with the Big Ten Medal of Honor. So once again, congratulations to him. Um, it goes without saying we can't wait to see him. Excuse me, we can't wait to see him uh, play one more year for us. So with that, the next team we have some news on is the men's basketball team. This last Monday, the 14th, it was announced that incoming freshman Jackson Purcell would be staying home to join the Gophers for his collegiate basketball career. Purcell joins the Gophers after playing three years of varsity basketball at Eastview High School. This last season, he averaged 12.8 points per game and scored in double figures in eight of his 11 games before he got sidelined with an injury. Purcell helped the Eastview Lightning claim back-to-back conference championships in his um, in his last two years on the team, as well as leading them to an 11-0 record his senior year before getting that injury, like we mentioned. So, once again, a huge congratulations to him on committing to the Gophers, and a very we wish him a very good luck to him. Excuse me, going forward for the next four years. Um, moving on to the women's basketball team, it was actually just announced earlier today. Um, their Big Ten opponents um, for the season. So coming up this season for the Gopher women's basketball team, they will uh, face 18 conference foes with home and away dates scheduled with Iowa, Michigan State, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. Um, Minnesota is also scheduled to host Illinois, Maryland, Northwestern and Ohio State at Williams Arena and visit on, and only visit Indiana, Michigan, Penn State, and Purdue. Specific game days, tip-off times, and television, television designations will be announced at a later date as well as full non-conference schedule. So there, excuse me, sorry, I got something washing my teeth. I'm not sure what the heck that was, so... Um, yeah, that's that. And then the last team we have to report on was back on, excuse me, back on this last Friday, the 11th, the volleyball team came out with their 2021 fall schedule. So the Gophers volleyball team will be opening the season in August on the 27th, um, opening the season with the Big Ten, Big 12 Challenge. They will be playing Baylor University on August 27th be- before taking on Texas Christian University, TCU, on the 28th. And then to round out that Big Ten, Big 12 Challenge, they will take on the University of Texas on September 1st. And then the University of Florida on September fifth, after that they will have the, um, they will be in Oregon for the Big Ten Pac twelve challenge for games against Stanford University and the University of Oregon, and then following that they will be hosting at the Marti Pavilion the Diet Coke Classic. Uh, their uh, opponents for those two games still have yet to be decided, and then they jump right into. Um, 
conference play on September 24th, playing uh, the Michigan Wolverines, Maryland Terrapins, uh, Wisconsin Badgers, Northwestern Wildcats, Michigan State, Indiana Hoosiers, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Rutgers, all twice, uh, once at home and once away. Uh, unfortunately, no new news right now for the softball and baseball teams. So this week, that is all we have for Goldie's Locker Room Talk. So with that, you guys already know what time of the week and episode it is. Uh, our shout-out. So this week's local business shout-out goes to Tally's Dockside in good old White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Tally's is more than just your typical run-of-the-mill marina. It's a slice of paradise tucked in the Midwest. Tally's proudly offers pontoon and water sport rentals on White Bear Lake, as well as summer-long live music and events under their tiki bar and some of the best Memphis-style barbecue you'll find in the area. I can vouch for that. Their food is unbelievable. They have uh, great beverage choices. Um, they've actually uh, partnered up. I can't remember what the brewery was called, but with a local brewery not far from them to make their own uh, beer. It's the Fat Pants IPA. So if you haven't already taken a gander over to Tally's Dockside, I highly recommend you do. It is right off of... Um, Excuse me, it is right off of White Bear Avenue, like I said, right on the lake. So um, really, I mean, anything you can think of, um, they have. If you're looking for a place to, uh, for a slip to keep your boat on, you can definitely do that. Tally's, they have boats and jet skis and things you can rent out. Um, all of this stuff can be found on their website as well. Um, like I said, they have a sweet setup uh, bar area. They have a really cool patio for you to be able to sit out and grab some food. And it really is um, it really is just one of those places where I can do as much as I want to hype up and talk it up. But at the end of the day, you guys just have to go check them out. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can... Um, you can actually go check all of their information out excuse me, at their website, it is actually um, cghooks.com. So um, CG Hooks Barbecue is actually the name of the, um, of the restaurant, but they have so much um, to offer. You guys just have to go check it out. Um, right now, their hours of operation, they're open seven days a week serving lunch and dinner, um, boat rental is from 8 a.m. to dusk. The restaurant is open 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And the bar is open 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Um, if you, like I said, if you go check out their website, you can actually order food online to go as well. So like I said, go check them out. Uh, you will not, I repeat, not be disappointed. So with that, um, we'll jump into the, uh, the twins here. So... I mean, typical twins kind of haven't been doing um, great since we were last on. Uh, they they um, played seven games since the last podcast. Excuse me, they're actually off tonight, um, so they can't lose. <laughs> um, but they went three and four in this last week. 
Uh, they won the series finale against the Yankees, like we posted about, um, not getting swept by them. And then we lost one game to two to both the Astros, Astros and the Mariners in that time as well. So the three um, pitchers that actually picked up wins this last week, Robles, Hansel Robles picked up his second. Berrios um, has picked up his seventh already. I didn't realize Berrios had so many wins already this season. Um, and Theobar has won. Um, it's also worth mentioning Berrios wins is almost a third of our wins. We only have 27 wins right now. And he's leading the way with seven. Um, you know, I keep kind of racking my brain here and you know, kind of going back and forth. But I think I'm going to stick with it. You know, this Twins team, they seem to be getting offense from everybody. I mean, you know, we've been struck with a couple instances of COVID on the team. We've been uh, st- struck with some, um, excuse me, um, some injuries and stuff like that. But guys, guys are stepping up. I mean, you look at... Um, who was I trying to, trying to think of? That Rob Reinsder, um, that kid already has. I mean, super young guy. He he's only played eighteen games for us with uh, with everything that's going on. But he has just as many hits as games he's played in. He has four doubles, two home runs, and ten RBIs. Um, and then you know you go down the list and. You know, you're you're getting bats, I mean, from just about everybody. I mean, you know, obviously the Jorge Polancos and Nelson Cruz's, Josh Donaldson, Miguel Sano, Andrato Simmons, Kepler when he's healthy, they're, you know, they're getting the brunt of it. But we're getting, you know, offense from here and there. Um, the issue and the consistency relies on the pitching. The pitching staff just really has to figure this out. And, um, and truthfully, I think... Um, I think we just have to get it together and, you know, pitch pitch better games. I mean, you know, I talked about Jose Barrios' seven wins. After him, um, J. Hay Happ and Pineda have three wins apiece. And then you go to Taylor Rogers, Maeda, Colom, Robles, and Shoemaker. They all have two. So, I mean, bottom line is a lot of these guys just have to be um, consistent here. Um you know we're we're not striking out as many opponents as we have in the last couple of years, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, um, but that just means we have to lock down defensively um, as well. And I think you know we have good guys behind us, but I think this pitching just has got to tighten up a little bit because you know you look at um, the you know the Twins schedule just in these last couple of weeks. Excuse me, uh, their schedule in these last couple of weeks, and it's not like we're going on, you know, we lost three games in a row before that two, before that four, so it's not like we're getting into huge, you know, huge, um, you know, losing streaks and things of that nature, but we are coming up on, you know, July, I think it's July 11th is the halfway point of the season, so we are coming up on, you know, about a month until halfway through the season, and then, you know, you're able to kind of make some moves then too, but um, we're we're not super far behind here. We just need to be able to get, you know, some solid outings, win a couple games in a row, and just, you know, keep, you know, going onward and upward. Um, like I mentioned, we're 27-41 and 41 right now. Excuse me. Um, which puts us in last place, but we're only a game and a half behind Detroit. Um, we're 
what's that, uh, three and a half behind Kansas City. So we're right there with those two teams. And then Cleveland and Chicago, that's when you get, you know, we're 12, 12 games behind Cleveland and then the 15 and a half games behind Chicago. So, I mean, once again, there's definitely time. This isn't me, you know, being eternally optimistic. This is me just kind of being realistic. There's still a lot, a lot of baseball to be played and a lot of, you know, things can happen between now and the end of the season. So, the, like I said, the bottom line, you know, we're getting solid offense, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you just have to pull out a one nothing win or a 2-1 win or something like that. But our the bottom line is our pitching needs to step up and um, guys need to uh, get their their crap um, together. So with that, um, nothing new uh, on the Wild 2 report. Um, Calder Cup still has yet to be... Um, excuse me, has yet to be revealed. Um, I'm guessing, I mean, my guess is Kaprizov is a lock for that. Um, but other than that, nothing really new to, um, excuse me, to uh, report on. Uh, coming into tonight, Tampa Bay and New York will be playing game three tonight. That series is, um, that series is, uh, tied one game to one and before the series started I kind of I, I really struggled with who to pick in a series because who I think it's 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 a tale of two cities or tale of two parts for me so who do I think is gonna win I think Tampa's gonna win they just they have that playoff experience um yeah they won it last year uh I don't really you know want to see them win it again but they definitely have that experience um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing New York win this, um, you know, as an underdog, I, you know, I like their, them as a team, their, their fan base is just annoying as hell, um, so, yeah, there's that, and then, uh, last night, uh, Montreal and Vegas played game two, Montreal came victorious, three to two, to tie the series at one apiece, and truthfully, um, I kind of like the thing, you know, going on with Montreal. They kind of got this why not, you know, mentality. They came out of the north, which everybody had, um, a, you know, that coming down to uh, Edmonton and Toronto. And neither of those teams, uh, neither of those teams, um, you know, even made it past the first round. Um, so if I'm being completely honest, I, I think I... Um, I'm still going to keep going with, you know, Montreal to win that. Bottom line, I'm not going to be upset if Vegas wins it, but um, I would like the winner of this series, Montreal and Vegas, to win the cup. Unfortunately, ideally, it would be Montreal. Um, but if Vegas does it, I think I'd rather have Vegas over Tampa. If it was Vegas and New York in the Stanley Cup Finals, I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. So, uh, yeah, and then um, nothing new to report on for the white caps but as for you soccer fans i apologize i have not forgotten about you and once again i apologize for not talking much about them lately just been kind of um caught in the trance with everything but it seems it seems looking into them before i got on here tonight that they're starting to turn a corner here um i do remember they started their season an unfortunate 0-4-0 and they've actually gone 2-0-1 in their last three games and will actually be looking for their third win um in four games on uh saturday night two nights from tonight when they take on fc dallas in dallas um 
So, yeah, uh, it looks like through the first seven games of the season, midfielder Robin Lott is leading the way with two goals. He is, in fact, the only loon with more than one goal on the team. And then um, I didn't I didn't really notice this until I looked more into it, but due to the team's rocky start with that 0-4-0 um, start, um, our go-to goalie, uh, third-year goalie, uh, Dane Sinclair, and veteran Tyler Miller have actually split time in net. So while we were sitting on on our 0-4-0 record, uh, St. Clair was in net, and his save percentage was a mere 52.4%. It seems like the coaching staff kind of needed to pull things around and put in Tyler Miller and has gone 2-0-1 in his first three starts of the season. Um, It's... uh, it's worth noting in his three games, he's only allowed one goal. Um, excuse me, he's only faced a total of 12 shots, and so he's made 11 of those saves, but um, 91.7 um, save percentage is not bad. It's also worth noting he's made just as many saves in his first three um, games as St. Clair did in his first four games. Um, and St. Clair, unfortunately, right now has you know 10 uh, goals against already. So, um, again, unfortunately for you soccer fans out there, I'm not as knowledgeable as, um, in soccer as my brother-in-law or my brother are. I'd love to get them on the podcast here soon and kind of be able to have them, um, talk more about it. But, you know, with, you know, the MLS and with how soccer works, you know, you're typically playing one game a week. So there has to be some level of, you know, you got to just get him kind of back in net. He's got to get through this funk. But at the same time, um, it looks like, um, you know, the schedule in the MLS isn't super long. It's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty long. You know, they go until November. So, I mean, you know, maybe it's just early season, um, you know, stuff going on with him. And, you know, you just got to work through it. But um, all in all, I mean, this is a team that played very well last year. And this is a, very, a, a team that's very well capable of keeping – um, that stuff going, so, um, yeah, I, I hope to see them, um, turn this around, and quickly, before we move on, like I mentioned, um, they will be next up, like I said, two nights from now, on the, on Saturday the 19th, when they're in Dallas at Toyota Stadium, uh, that game can be seen on ESPN Plus and MLS Live, and that game Excuse me, we'll be at 7.30 p.m., so tune in for that. Now on to the NBA and the uh, Timberwolves. Before we get into the update of the NBA playoffs, we do have a couple things of news for, as far as the Timberwolves are concerned, it was actually announced that, um, what was it, just, just yesterday, the 16th, the Rookie of the Year, went to LaMelo Ball over Anthony Edwards. Um, I I found, I, I couldn't really find exactly how the voting was and how, how close they were to being from each other. 
Um, but um, truthfully, part of me, part of me is a little surprised by this. Part of me isn't. Uh, Lomelo Ball played about, I think, twenty to twenty-five games less than, um, less than um, Anthony Edwards did, which is part of the reasons why I am surprised. Um, part of the reason I'm not surprised is because it seemed like from from the beginning of the year he was the favorite and despite um all the absence and that kind of stuff that that's just what people had their minds set um so um yeah i mean like i said it you know it's things that uh edwards didn't get it but he's he's uh he's a promising young talent and you know hopefully he gets nothing but even better next year um like i said um it's it just it's I I feel bad for Anthony Edwards only because like I said it seemed like Lamella was the popular choice early in the season, um, and Anthony Edwards had somewhat of what you would call a historic second half of the season. Um, like I said, it seems like many of the voters had already made up their minds as to which player they were going to select. Um, is that the best way to handle regular season awards? No. One of the things that I think the um, one of the things I think uh, they think about too, and you know, it it makes sense, but it doesn't. Is the impact they have on their team? Um, you know, obviously Lomelo Ball was able to, with help from you know Terry Rozier, they had some other players on the team, but they snuck into that tenth spot and were able to play in and technically reach the playoffs. Well, Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves weren't, but for those that don't know, so this year the All Star break broke up the season essentially into two even parts. Um, so through through the first. Um, through the first half of the season, the Timberwolves were seven and twenty-nine. Excuse me, and Anthony Edwards going into All Star break was averaging just under fifteen points per game, um, four rebounds, and two and a half assists. But in his thirty-six games after the All Star break, um, the Timberwolves went sixteen and twenty. Still not great, but won a lot more. Um, and was a lot more effective. Just in the after the All Star break, he averaged twenty three point eight points per game. He increased his rebounds from four to five point three, and increased his assists per game uh, almost a full assist. So, I mean, you know, it it goes back and forth. I think for the MVP award, you have to take into account what that player means for the team. For a rookie of the year, I mean, you look back to um, Kobe's first year in the league. You look back to Michael Jordan's first year in the league. You look at back to LeBron's first game in the first uh, season in the league, and they had great seasons because you know they were unbelievable talents. But their team didn't do great because they didn't have a whole lot of you know people around them. So I think, for the my opinion, anyways, the Rookie of the Year award has less to do with how well your team did, more to do how did you do. Because I mean, crap. I want to say LeBron's. Rookie year, he averaged like twenty five, eight and five or something like that. So he put up amazing numbers, but he didn't really have anybody to work with. So you know, of course, his team didn't make the playoffs. So um, that is beyond the point. The only other thing is later in that day, it was announced Anthony Edwards highlighted with um Lomelo Ball the. NBA All-Rookie first team. So congratulations to him. 
And like I said, I think sky's the limit for this kid. Um, and we can uh, hopefully kind of see him develop and hopefully bring us to the <clears throat> excuse me, bring us to the uh, playoffs next year. So with that, back on uh, what was that? I believe it was Sunday the 13th. The Phoenix Suns became the first team to make it to this year's NBA conference finals as they swept the Denver Nuggets four games to nothing so they are patiently awaiting the winner of the Utah Jazz and LA Clippers uh, series um, coming after last night uh, the Clippers actually have a three games to two lead as they go back to LA for a game six um, I actually had Utah winning this series, I think, before. I can't remember in how many games but I had Utah winning this series before. And you know what? I'm going to I'm I'm going to stick with it. You know, until LA the Clippers can actually show me they can win these series and go deep in the playoffs. I I just think Utah is the better team and LA these last couple of games have just gotten a little bit lucky. So uh, that's what I'm going with. Also, um the only game going on tonight is Brooklyn and Milwaukee. They come Brooklyn comes into this with a three games to two lead in Milwaukee. Um, I have to be honest, this is like the one conference semifinal series I do not really care too much about. Don't get me wrong, um, I don't care at all for Brooklyn. I don't like James Harden. I don't like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Um, I respect him as a. Let's be real. I respect all these guys as basketball players. They're great talents. I just I don't like them. I don't I don't think they're great players. Um, I'm sorry. I think they're great players. I just think, I don't know. It's <laughs> that's that's for another time of day. <laughs> um, but as much as I think Giannis, like I've said before, I regardless of if I like, hate, or love a guy, I respect greatness. Like I said, Kevin Durant is great. Kyrie Irving is great. James Harden is great. Um, just like Giannis. Um, so I have a tough time with this series partially because I really don't. I, I kind of wish both of them could lose, quite frankly. Um, and as great as Giannis is, I think he is one of the more overrated players in the league. Um, so, again, it's another one of those. Um, it's another, for this series, it's another one of those um, Tampa Bay Islanders. Who do I think is going to? I think Brooklyn. I think if Brooklyn is 100% healthy with Kyrie Irving, um, Kevin Durant, and um, James Harden, not only should they win the series, they should be a shoo-in to win the whole thing this year, but they haven't really been healthy. Um, and at the same time, I kind of like to see the underdog come at this one. So um, I think before um, the season, or before the series started, I had Brooklyn taking the series, I think Milwaukee will find a way to win tonight, and make it interesting in seven, so I'm changing, and I think Milwaukee might actually have a chance to get this, unfortunately, I believe, based off of Brooklyn's inability to stay healthy, I believe whoever loses this series, if Philadelphia is able to win their series, will lose to Philadelphia, um, which leads us to the last series. So coming into tonight after last night's game, the Atlanta Hawks came back from 26 points in the second half um, to take a 3-2 to series lead over the Philadelphia 76ers heading into a game six 
in Atlanta. So, um, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how tonight's um, Milwaukee-Brooklyn game goes. And, um, yeah. Um, other than that, the last thing I have on the docket for you guys this week are the Vikings. So, uh, the Vikings um, did a couple things this last week. Um, one of the first things they did was, like we talked about last week, I can't remember who asked, um, we made Daniil Hunter happy. So, um, he he missed the uh, optional, the OTAs this spring, but he showed up for our mandatory minicamp after the Vikings earlier this week converted about $5.6 of his $12.15 million base salary into a signing bonus. Um, so giving him more money up front, and from my understanding um, and from what I've read, it sounds like this is going to be a make-it-or-break-it year, I think. I think the Vikings are ready and want to give him the money, but they're skittish. I don't blame them. You know, you're coming off an injury. You're coming off a year where you didn't play at all. If he can get somewhere close to his Pro Bowl um, self back in 2019, I say go for it. Restructure this guy's contract and give him more money. He, he's worth it. But if he doesn't, why why give a guy a ton of money that's not living up to his potential? So, um, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to see him back. And that piggybacks kind of into the next thing we were going to talk about. So, uh, a couple days ago on the 15th, the Minnesota Vikings brought back defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. Um, so, yeah, the Vikings brought back um, him on a one-year $3.6 million deal with incentives that could elevate the value to four. Point three, uh, he played back in the Viking with the Vikings in 2018, um, and um, has coming back after playing two years with the Cleveland Browns. So, um, I gotta say, on paper, a defensive line with Michael Pierce, Sheldon Richardson, um, Daniel Hunter, Ma- Michael Pierce, oh, and Dalvin um, Tomlinson. Yikes! On paper, that could be huge for us and issues for everybody um, that we face. Um, but you know, hopefully, we can we can see them all be healthy, and um, uh, it'll be good from there. Other than that, there is no new news on the Vikings. So, with that, remember this podcast is about you guys, these listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at miniweekend, and email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions or topics too. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways, and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Minnie.